Episode 218 of the PJ Archive is a phone interview I did with the American jazz singer, songwriter and musician Curtis Steigers, who's best known for early 90s hit songs such as All That Matters To Me and I Wonder Why. During his great career, Curtis has worked with superstars such as Prince, Eric Clapton, Elton John, Rod Stewart, Joe Cocker and Bonnie Raitt. We did this interview in 2002, when he was promoting his fifth solo album, Secret Heart, and I started by asking him who his friends in the business were. Paul Brady is a singer-songwriter that's a buddy of mine. Brian Kennedy is another guy, is another Irish singer that's... Yeah. Uh, You're not Irish, are you? No, um, I've spent a lot of time in Ireland, and uh, my wife is, uh, you know, Irish-American, so I sort of, uh, I'm Irish by marriage, and, and just by, uh, want, I want to be sort of a status, I just, I love, I love Ireland, I've, I've, I've collaborated with a lot of people from there, and I, we, we tend to go there as much as we can. All right. Didn't you once work with Rod Stewart and Elton John, am I right in thinking that? I've worked with, I've opened for both of them at different times. Were you aware of the sort of banter between the two of them? No, because, um, th- again, it was different concerts. Why do they have a... Oh, they have a, a long had a history of, of teasing each other about, you know, giving each other nicknames and things like that. <laughs> well, I knew that Elton was Sharon, but I didn't, I didn't know that, uh, that Rod and, and he had, uh, oh, had yeah. that going. I didn't really spend much time with Rod. I certainly met him, and he was very nice. But that was it. It was just a, sort of a hi, how are you, handshake, and that was it. But Elton I spent quite a bit of time with. I just I love him. He's a wonderful guy. He was incredibly warm and, and generous to me. And uh, the, the most amazing moment opening for Elton and Eric and Bonnie Raitt at Wembley Stadium for three days, mm. um, which is, you know, right there, that's enough. That's enough <laughs> for me. That, that pretty much tells the story. But we were invited to a, a, a brunch at Elton's out at Windsor. Windsor, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Elton John, my childhood hero, the guy that I used to, you know... Elton John was showing my wife and I around his house, saying, you know, I mean, what, the, my favorite thing was, look at it, it's, it's every queen's dream, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, he's beautiful. <laughs> he, he's so great. I mean, he's just himself. He's, yeah. He's honest. He's honest. He, you know, I, I love that he's, you know... He's not ashamed of who he is, that he's, you know, he's Elton John, he's, 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 he's him, and he's, you know, he's, everything is out in the open, and I'm, I'm impressed with that, and uh, he was always very nice. He introduced us, introduced us to a lot of famous people that day, but the wildest thing was being introduced to Billie Jean King by Elton John. My wife and I still kind of, every time, when we bring that up, we can just have a good laugh about that. It's just a, a heady experience. Why? I, you know, it's just, Billie Jean King is one of the most famous people, a huge... In, in my age, I mean, I was a tennis player as a kid, so was my oh, wife. We, yeah. You know, our families were really into tennis. And yeah. Billie Jean King was a massive star. Yeah. And and then Elton John, you know, is Elton John. And we were both, as kids, we both were huge Elton John fans. And just just such a twisted, surreal experience to be introduced to Billie Jean King. It's like, hello, Curtis and Amy, this is Billie Jean King. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it doesn't sound like much, but it's just for... For us, it was it was probably the one of the craziest. And I we've we you know I've met a lot of really famous people, but that was I don't know that seemed to be the most surreal moment of my life. How oh, funny! I used to work at Wimbledon actually. Is that right? Yeah, right. I worked there for fourteen years. Yeah, God. and uh, I saw strawberries and cream. That's it. Have you never been? I've never been yet. I've I've been in England when it was going on, but never could could manage to get a um, a ticket. So oh, you it's, should. Yeah. It's, 
I would love to. I've been to the yeah. U.S. Open, but I've never been to Wimbledon. One thing I must ask you about is this August, it's going to be the 25th anniversary of the death of Elvis Presley. I'm wondering what your thoughts were on Elvis Presley. A lot of tributes being paid this year. Well, he was amazing. If you listen to those records, those early records, if you if you see footage of this guy, he was a god. He was a, he invented a, a new thing, you know. He inv- he was just he was an, a, a complete original and uh, you know, you can't you can't you can't give him too much credit for for mm. for what he uh, for what he did. I, I I happen to really dig the early Elvis stuff as opposed to the uh, you know, the sort of uh, bloated uh, Vegas version. Vegas version, but uh, um so I mean, the 25th, 25th anniversary of his death. I think that's a more. It's sort of a morbid thing to celebrate, since hmm. you know he died. Uh, you know, a, a fat, sad, paranoid drug addict. I mean, that's hmm. a that's a shame because yeah, most people. That's what they think of his death. You know, sitting hmm. on the toilet. You know, dead. But uh, I mean, I prefer to. You know, I prefer to think of the the young, uh, you know, charismatic, excited, musical. Genius. Have you been to Graceland? I've never been to Graceland. No, I'm not. I I guess I would go if I had the time. Mm. I've never been in Memphis long enough to really, to really spend the, spend the time. Britney Spears. What do you reckon to her? A lot lot of dancing. I, 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 we were just. I was just having the conversation with my wife. It's just there's so much hoopla going on in music business today. I mean, no one just sits there and plays a song anymore. No one actually just delivers. A lyric and, and gives you music. It's all about this whole. I mean, it's it's show business. It's uh, pop music has become Broadway. I guess it's mm. become you know the equivalent of the Broadway musical. It's all about just uh, a big show and artifice. And I mean, I don't I don't know how long that's gonna how long can that possibly stay popular. But again, she's also in an entirely different business than me, so it doesn't mm. matter. I've come to come to terms with the fact that I'm, you know, I'm, I do one thing and, you know, NSYNC and, and Britney Spears do something entirely different. So luckily I don't have to compete with them anymore. I don't have to worry about being on the top of the pops anymore because it's just not, uh, it's not fun trying mm. to chase the hit singles. A few years ago it was revealed on British television that um, Fergie, the Duchess of York, is a uh, big fan of yours. Oh, God, that's right. To what extent are you a fan of hers? Um, I don't, I don't. I never have considered myself to be a fan um, or not a fan of any of any royals or former royals. I did I did a television show with some sort of a fundraiser for there were a couple of women on a television show, but it was two. I know exactly the one you mean. Yeah, you yeah. Do. There were two women who had to help her organize a party. Right, and they organized this big party, and and Fergie was in the front row, mm. and um, and as I I was up there, I, I distinctly heard Fergie say. I'd have him. <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly heard her say that. So, you know, I mean, it it, it did my uh, it did my ego good. So I guess I'm a Fergie fan. It's very nice <laughs> of her to very nice of her to be so saucy about me. <laughs> How aware of, are, are you of her over there? Is she very much in the public eye over there? Because we often see her trolling off to America. Not um, not in the way that she is in in England. She doesn't really. I mean, we we certainly are. You know, we know who she is. I, I would say the where you see her the most are Weight Watchers commercials. <laughs> that's I mean that she 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 pitches that so that's where we see her. As far as is she in the news? Is she in the tabloids? Not that I really read the tabloids much, but you don't really see her that much. It's not. Uh, I mean, you certainly get you know you get the 
the Diana legacy here so much more because she's like, you know, she's like a, a saint. To, you know, yeah. royals don't mean really what they they do. You know, there of course, you know, they're 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 Diana and her kids um, mean something because you know because of who they were because they're beautiful and because mm. the, because the son you know the crown. Or the you know the the older prince is, is such a good looking kid, and then the pot the pot thing with the was it Harry or Harry? <laughs> You're well kid. up on the royal scandal, aren't you? Poor little Harry, my God! Have you there had you any go. other royal encounters? Have you met any of the others? Let's see, no, I think that was it. I think um, I think Fergie was it. That was my that was my big brush with uh, with royals. Have you played the White House or met any of the presidents? I've never met any of the presidents. I was lucky enough to play. Um, at one of the inaugural events for Clinton, for Bill Clinton back in 93, which was an amazing experience. I mean, at that point, I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Democrat. I'm, I'm definitely not a, a, a Republican or a fan of, of them in any way, shape, or form. It was a great time for people who had been excluded from, from that world for 12 years, basically, you know, mm. Democrats and, and artists and, you know, people of... Any sort of liberal bent had been uh, it had been twelve years since they'd been welcome in Washington. So it was a pretty it was a pretty amazing heady time when when Clinton first took office, and uh, I got to I got to perform with a saxophone choir uh, that mm. included you know some of my absolute heroes and from jazz and, and, and David Sanborn and Michael Brecker and Jerry Mulligan and Grover Washington and all these people. So that was, but I didn't actually I saw Bill. And Al Gore through a um, through a very thick plexiglass uh, box. Both the uh, families sat in a in a plexiglass box about 20 yards from from the the, the stage. You know, or ba- they were basically on the stage, but uh, kind of in front of us. So security close, screen, cl- close as I ever got. And what did you think of Bill's antics while he was in the White House? Well, I, th- I thought he was I thought he was a very good president. I thought he was um, you know he, he clearly had some. Uh, some judgment problems as far as his personal life. I mean, it was very disappointing, very, very disappointing for us, just because it, you know, w- whatever you think of, of extramarital affairs, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of them, but, uh, you know, it just, it undercut what he needed to do for the country, and that was, and I think he'd be the first to admit that he, he, he fucked up, he blew mm. it, you know. Mm. But, you know, I think history will show that he was, he was a good a good leader and a, and a good president. He just had. A, he clearly had some uh, some flaws in his uh, in his mental makeup as far as you know keeping it in his pants. <laughs> would you uh, Would you vote for Hillary for president if she ran? Well, if she, I would say if she was, you know, if it was between her and any any Republican. Yes, mm. <laughs> I think she's still kind of proving herself as a as a as a politician. She's a, as a governor. She's a you know she's a senator now in you know in my district. So I did vote for her. Here for this for the senatorship. So I, you know, if if in fact she ran for president, uh, I mean, would I vote against another Democrat in the primary? It just depends on who the other Democrat was. What do you think of George W. and how he's doing? He doesn't really work for me. I got to say, I'm, I'm not. I, I cringe every time he speaks. Mm. I just cringe. I'm always. I'm just afraid of what's going to come out of his mouth. I think he's a loose cannon. I think he's, you know, I think he's dangerous and uh you know we've uh, somehow we've come through this last year you know without without the country coming apart and you know maybe it's, some of that is due to him but 
I frankly just every time he speaks, I'm I'm terrified that he's going to say something incredibly embarrassing and illiterate and uh, you know ill-advised. Talking of terrified, I mean, you, you live in New York. Did you see much of the September the 11th or its aftermath? I was in Scotland. Were I was you? In Aberdeen, Scotland, on September 11th, starting my tour. It was it was horrible. It was the worst the worst month of my life. It was absolute. I mean, I couldn't imagine anything more horrible. It was just, mm. it was awful. And luckily, my wife and my daughter were not here. They were in Idaho. Mm-hmm. So, um, which, you know, are other sort of the, the place we live in the summer and, and yeah. fall. And so they were safe there. And so it was at least, you know, the fact that I was away and they were not in New York made it at least bearable. I mean, if they had been here and that had happened, I think I would have, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I would have had a heart attack. I certainly would have canceled my tour and just run home. You know, mm. but, but at that point, you know, you couldn't fly for the first week anyway. So by the time the first week had gone by and the, and the flight started going, it didn't make sense to, to cancel the rest of the tour. So I just, I just went on and just did my U.K. tour, and uh, everyone there was amazing to me. You know, all the, fan, all the people that came out were just mm. so supportive and warm. And uh, it, it made me feel, uh, you know, it made me feel like the, it was a much smaller world um, being there and, and seeing how, how warm everybody was. Because, you know, we have our, you know, Everyone hates everybody else, you know. And there's, you know, the, the, there's a certain snobbery uh, UK towards the US, and oh, vice yeah. versa. There always is going to be, you know, there's mm. a competition. But at that point, it just it seemed like we were all the same. We were all people, you know. Uh, has it affected your feelings about flying? You know, I always hated flying. I, I was, I must. It's almost. It's strange. It's almost easier to fly now. Now that it's just. It's it's almost just gone gotten to an absurdity point where it's just anything can happen at this point. For, you know, I, I mean, I certainly I, I I look at everybody on an airplane now a lot differently. Mm. But uh, I was afraid of the tail snapping off. You know, I was afraid of uh, wind shear. I was afraid of landing and and taking off. So now the idea of you know flying it's not any it's not any scarier. I, I was always, I was always a white knuckle flyer. Mm. Have you ever had any mad fans or stalkers? No, not not one. Maybe very. I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. Have you been offered any acting roles? I, early on in my career, um, I, I auditioned for a few things. I, I, I'm not a very, I'm not a good actor per se. I don't really work with uh, scripts that well. I mean, mm. I, I, t- I can improv pretty well. I'm good on a talk show. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather so. be a talk show host. I think. Than a, hmm. I'd like to be the, you know, I'd like to be a, you know, that that could work. Where I could come out, maybe sing a song at the beginning of the show, and then say, later on we've got Cher with a new single, you know, that sort of a thing. What do you think? <laughs> Super. Acting, I mean, if somebody offered me something, I'd certainly give it a shot hmm. because you know, Daddy's got to make a living. But, uh, but I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think I'm I'm a good actor. I don't think when I get when I start reciting lines it, they tend to end up seeming like I'm reciting lines as opposed to I, I, I respect a good actor you know you have to it's a, it's a skill it's a, it's a great craft that you know you really have to be you have to be good at it you know when I saw the cover of your new album when it was handed to me I thought it was George Clooney on the front well thank you very much well that was the haircut I thought but um, have people commented on that at all have you ever been because I mean actually the other pictures of you don't look anything like him no, I hadn't. I hadn't. Uh, I hadn't heard that. Well, that's great. 
He's, he's a good-looking mm. guy. So I thought, and other pictures I've seen of you look a bit more like Warren Beatty. Have you been sort of ever <laughs> mistaken for anybody else? <laughs> uh, well, those are two. You know, those will be fine. <laughs> Beatty and Clooney. That's those are good ones to be compared to. Let's just leave it at that. I've never seen you in real life, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I must ask you, um, if you don't mind, about Barry Manilow, because um, over here everybody disregards his music ability and goes on about the size of his nose all the time. Oh, that's so. Is that a problem over there as well? No, I've no, I've actually never really, I've never really heard anything about. I mean, no, I, I have to say no. I don't even know how to comment about. That. That's all right. I, I know you've got to be careful anyway. But how much of a fan of his are you? Well, I I was a fan of his, especially when I was really young. I mean, I when his first records came out, I loved them. Mandy, I write the songs. I can I can <coughs> sing every word to them, and I'm I'm a fan of him as a musician and as a writer he's a throwback he's a he's the kind of guy that if he was born 30 or 40 years earlier he would have been a tin pan alley songwriter he'd have mm. been writing he'd have been you know a contemporary of of george and ira gershwin or, yeah. or cole porter he's that kind of a guy and for that i really i love what he does i love that he's stuck to his guns and just he doesn't claim to be anybody else he doesn't try to be hipper than anybody else he doesn't you know he, he doesn't try to be the, the flavor of the day. He's Barry Manilow. He sings mm. honest, big, uh, sweet love songs. He's a, mm. pop, he's a pop. He's just he's a pop icon, you know. Mm. And for that, I'm really I'm really impressed. He does something totally different than I do, and you know he'd be, you know he'd be the first to admit it. But he also you know he also has dabbled in making big band records, and and he's a huge jazz fan. And he's, uh, you know, he supported me in this move that I've made from, you know, from a pop singer to, you know, a jazz singer, which yeah. is a tough move to make. So yeah. I have to, you know, I have to give him kudos. The guy, the guy's amazing. And what a lot of people don't realize is that he's, you know, one of the biggest grossing artists on tour. I mean, mm -hmm. the guy is a massive star. Mm. You sort of, you think of Barry Manilow, oh yeah, he's just, you know, he's like, I don't know, he's like buttered toast or orange mm. juice. He's just something that, you know, everybody knows. Mm. And he's just there. But you you stop and think about how many records the guy sells and how many tickets he sells and how many people that are really cool, hip, mojo-reading uh, people that love Barry Manilow. And, and mm. you know, I mean, since I've I've been put on the tour, I've been telling my friends and, you know, some of the, my, my coolest tattooed friends say, Oh, oh, I love Barry Manilow. And mm. it's, it's always such an, a, a pleasant surprise for me to hear that... Uh, know that that the, the even the coolest of the cool oh. are you know are closet or maybe even not so closeted Barry Manilow fans so oh. there's my uh, there's my Barry and my words on Barry Manilow you won't get even a, you won't even get an ounce of a flag out of me no it's not so <laughs> <laughs> I failed in my job there good try what do you uh, want to achieve with the rest of your career and your life well just to keep being a musician until I die I'd love to uh, you know I'd love to play a concert uh, when I'm at a ripe old age and then uh, drift off to sleep and uh, with a smile on my face and the song still ringing oh fantastic yeah I mean, that's that's what i do i'm 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 a family man i have a kid and a wife that i you know that love me and i love and and i love to play music and that's what i'd like to be doing you know whether i'm making records or playing live um you know that's that's what i'm i'm about and i've the, the changes that i've made in in the type of music that i play um, I think will allow me to to do it. You know, Tony mm. Bennett is a hero of mine. He's somebody that can make music, and he's you know in his 70s, and mm. and he will you know he'll be able to do that until 
until he as long as he wants to anyway mm. and that's something that you know I dream of final question for you how would you like to be remembered after you're gone <laughs> as a good eater no um <laughs> I don't know um that's a really tough one uh, I, I, I don't know I don't know I, I mean hopefully as a you know a decent guy you know I, I don't I don't want to be remembered as a monster or as a rock star you know as somebody that you know treated people poorly you know I'm I, I just I try to be a decent human being and, and be a be a, a good guy and and if if I'm going to be remembered I prefer to I prefer that over any anything you know with the music you know if, if I mean obviously one is going to come and I'm not going to be remembered at all as just a nice guy so hopefully a guy who could uh, you know who could deliver a song and uh, you know and, and put on a great live show but then you know wasn't a prick afterwards mm. you know didn't uh, you know I, I just uh, I, I, I there's nothing worse than meeting your heroes meeting people that you know that you've you've admired singers or actors or whatever and then meeting them and finding out that they're assholes so anyway well i've enjoyed listening to your music and talking to you so well, thank thanks you very much and i hope that there i'll meet you, you when you come i'm remembered i'm remembered by, at least by you yeah <laughs> if you can only live forever then you can tell everyone